When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Kerwin Johnson, and we have Crystal back at it again with the one dance. Uh, I have a question for you. I have an answer. Hopefully, what does the next three years look like to you? Like, what if you if you could have the best next three years? What would that look like to you? Millions, millions of dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, just working only doing artistic stuff step one um being very successful at it um having like just being able to live like the lifestyle that i truly deserve you know a luxurious one basically um but yeah like i don't want to i want the type of lifestyle where like if i feel like going somewhere the same day i could just fly there just like disposable income Three, three years. Of course. Okay. So you said a lot about money and career lifestyle, but oh, I didn't that talk doesn't about relationships. Say, well, I don't know. Like it doesn't. It, that sounds like one piece of what you want, but yeah. What else? I definitely want to be married. Uh, to a man or a woman? <laughs> a man. Mm. Um, and. I guess I have to have kids. I would prefer <laughs> to have to. Well, I don't. I, I don't have to, but um, I would prefer to to have a kid before I'm forty. Mm-hmm. Does that does that scare you? Uh, in some ways, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, because I don't know that much about it, and then like obviously it's huge responsibility. Like yeah. crazy. So. Yeah, that's like it's obviously uncharted territory. Um, I feel like it's super scary because we live here. Yeah, yeah, and it's super expensive, and it's super, um, but like far away from everybody who could potentially help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, I have a good, I have a pretty good community of people that could help me as a single woman. Uh, well, I wouldn't have a baby as a single woman. No, no, no. Hmm. You have a good community of people as a single woman. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> you start switching up. Like, right. oh, can you watch my baby? Right. See, that's I what I wouldn't. supposed to pop Molly in sweat tonight. Right, right. No, but I, but, you know, mind you, I go to church. So, like, I'm, the people I go to church with, um, they all are very family oriented. Like, they all are married with kids. So, like, obviously, I would be married when I have kids. Mm. So, I would just fit in. Like, they could advise me on things that I don't know about. And stuff like that. So I actually, that's why I know so many people who are, who do have that ideals from church. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, obviously that, that is scary, but I've been ready to do it like mentally. It's not like I'm like still like living some like club life and like 
feel so pressed to go out and stuff like that. Like, I've worked with kids for the past, like, seven years, so I already know a lot about it in some ways. Mm. And I'm pretty responsible. But your real your real thing is, I want to be rich. Oh, yeah. That's your real That's like joy. The, oh, yeah. I've asked this question to a couple people today. Okay. And almost everybody has said something financially related. Mm. Which I feel makes me kind of sad. Why does it make you sad? Because that's not all there is. It's not going to make you happy. It does, though. Nope. That's what you think. When I have money and I'm able, it gives you freedom. That's what is, is... makes me happy about it yeah i mean you have to kind of have the right mindset about that Mm -hmm. um because the 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 freedom on its head exists whether you have money or you don't you're saying it gives you the freedom to live the lifestyle you want there's a homeless man out there who lives on a bike that has freedom and Mm -hmm. says i ain't working I want to be on this bike. And I've personally met somebody like that who's like, I got the freedom to not have to work. I don't pay any bills. But I feel like most people think that once they get a sum of money, I'm going to get half a million dollars. I'm going to get a million dollars. Then I have all the freedom to have all these options. And then you get it. And then it doesn't feel the way that you thought it was going to feel. And, I, I think every single person today, like I asked Redman, he was like, my goal is to be retired. I was like, hmm. working makes you unhappy. It can. I feel like a lot of people are unhappy in their job situations, stuff like that. So it's like if we could take this stress out of the equation and you could just have the thing that you're working for. There's a large element to that that would make you happy. And the thing is, like, I'm not my first, you know, where I'm at in life right now. Like, I've had the relationships. I've had the love and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I'm over, like, striving so hard and pressing for that. Like, it's cool. Like, to me, I'm like, that's cool. I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with it. I'm happy without it. I'd rather be pushing for something that could not even just help me. I could help people around me. Like, I could spread the love with that kind of thing. So I feel like in a lot of ways, like, I'm happy when I'm able to give to people. That actually gives me genuine happiness. Like, when when I see a homeless person and I can actually, like, hey, here's $5, I'm actually, that makes me feel good. Yeah, can't I mean, you can't be generous when you don't have shit. I mean, right. you can, but it's just harder. Let's go back to working makes people unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that. I think, I think, the mindset around working is like a mindless one. So people just work to work. Hey, I have this job so I could pay for my bills so I could do X, Y, and Z. Mm. But I honestly feel like if people change their mindset about work and change it into service, it it would change how people interact with work. The amount of people that just feel like they want to just sit around 
do nothing, chill, life is a vacation, to me sounds like a form of depression. We as people are designed to interact with each other, serve each other, allow one another to use each other to accomplish whatever we want to do. So on average, a lot of lawyers, doctors, they get into the field because it pays a lot. They want the money. And then they get it. And then what? And then they feel this sense of sadness. And they feel this this feeling that they didn't do what they wanted to do. And then you find doctors who are like, yo, my joy in life is helping people and getting them to feel better. Mm -hmm. And they probably end up making more money because they love, they it. love it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Most Americans, I feel like, have jobs they freaking hate. Like, I feel like most people I know, they're not passionate about what they do. If I was doing what I was passionate about, it wouldn't be work for me. If I was, if I was performing. It's always if I was, work. No. It's I wouldn't know. It's always work. No, no it's absolutely always not. Work. If I was, like, if I would not feel the same, I would be like, okay, this is my dream. I'm happy. Like how we were talking about in the last segment about... Um, acting and how Oprah was like, oh, I'm happy with the $35,000 check. I would have the same attitude because I'm like, yo, I'm doing something in my career field that I'm passionate about. Right now, I am in a, a field of service and there's parts of me that does like it because I do like working with kids and I do feel fulfilled helping them. Like I see the growth. I see like the progress and stuff like that. And those things are good. But at the end of the day, that is work for me. Most Americans are in jobs that they fucking don't want to be at. And it, and it is causing depression because they don't want to be there. They're doing some dead-end thing. They feel like they can't do anything better for themselves for whatever reason. Um, and, and it's never going to be. They, they can Even if they felt like it was a service, like if it wasn't, you know, if they felt like they could probably really make money in whatever they were actually pa passionate in, they would be doing that. But, like, they can't. They've been stuck at this job for the last 30 years they hate that sh they don't want to be there okay I'll, I'll tell you this number one all things that come sustainably require an immense amount of work anything that you think mm -hmm. i'm passionate about it i'm i'm gonna love every second of it is crap it's complete mm -hmm. bs it if you talk to marlon wayne's and you ask, why haven't you made another White Chicks 2? In an interview, he talked about how they were going to pay millions of dollars to have White Chicks 2 be made and produced. And he said, no. You know why? Mm -hmm. He said, I am about to go sit in a makeup chair for hours a day to go put that stuff back on me to go make that movie. It's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. People have this misconception that... Just because you enjoy doing something when it's your your passion or your dream and you're striving to go do it, that when you do it full time, now everything is bliss. It's not true. It's completely false. Yeah, but now it's here's closer the, being bliss than whatever that day job. No, it is for me. You don't know that. Here's well, here's the other thing about here's the other thing about American society. So you said Americans hate their job. They do. And right. So let's say they do. Americans hate their job, and for some reason, they're still there. Something that I've recognized about American life is 
number one, somebody is always telling people to reach for something that's just right there. Mm-hmm. On the radio, they tell you, like, trade schools, go do trade. That's mm-hmm. just, just ugh, right, go do CDC trade. College. Right? Or, like, just go do something. <laughs> right? You're sitting at or home, like, don't right? have a job. <laughs> then the other part of it is, like, there's no true vision for what they're doing. Let's say you know you're doing your job mm-hmm. and your mindset is this job is the only thing that I have that connects me financially to my dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the only thing yeah. I have. If I do this really, really well, it's going to give me endless opportunity yeah. for me to go pursue my dream mm-hmm. it may it forces you to make good decisions about your money it yeah. forces you to to say okay here's the plan i'm gonna work here for two years i'm gonna save x x amount i'm gonna invest x amount so that way in two years from now my situation will be different you will have a totally different interaction with no, work no. now now wait 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 wait, wait. Mm-hmm. i'll tell you this i'll tell you this then there are people who have no like desire to challenge themselves whatsoever yeah, so they yeah, hate yeah. their job they're like i'm not about to go do two years of schooling yeah. four years of schooling well, to go learn like a laziness. thing yeah. and then they just expect like well the government, <laughs> well, the, government. the government well and the government does help but here's the thing here's the thing so i've actually experienced exactly what you're talking about in that first in that first scenario out here, you know, I've been work. I've always had a regular job to pursue my dreams, and I. That's why I'm still doing these regular jobs because they do fund things that I need career rise and stuff like that. But I can tell you this: um, going to work is still a paycheck for me. But doing the work of me writing my jokes and stuff like that—that that is work. But I enjoy every minute of it, and that is actual hard work, and I love it. I don't care if I'm working these long days and then I have to come home and write for two more hours. I enjoy that. That's what I'd rather do anyway. That's understandable, but that's because you're in a period of time when when the carrot is still in front of your face. When when you're pursuing something, there's nothing that can stomp your drive. But but because you're that's why I'm telling you like it's important to have actionable realistic goals because when you're in that moment there steve wozniak speaks often about the time when he was uh developing apple with steve Mm -hmm. jobs and he was like i used to like dream in in colors Mm -hmm. and like see things and put them into his work and they asked him like do you know how to use a mac today he's like barely it's so complex i don't know how to use it and they were like why don't you think you know how to use it today versus you being the person who pretty much invented it. Yeah. He was like, at that time I had such a drive and a passion because we had nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just like this, the thing in front of us that yeah, we're yeah. chasing like after. Get, yeah. And then once you finally get it, hmm. he's also old. Doesn't matter. We have so many entertainers who we can we can see who have chased after it and then they finally get it and then they get, they have a mental breakdown or they have so many issues like big Sean talked about how um you know he what he expected to be yeah 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 his lifestyle does. you know and then all of a sudden he gets it he becomes this world renowned rapper mm-hmm. and then now 
he he's lost. You know, he feels like everything that I worked for at that time, he's so passionate about everything. He was so hungry for. And then you finally get it. And it doesn't feel the way that you think it's going to feel. And that's I think that's the, the thing that that like. That pe- people have this like fairy tale in their mind, which is why it kind of has to come back to like. The why act, and the why, like you're, the why you're, are you doing it? And then I think there, there's a lot of stuff on the back end of that that we don't know. Sure. Like how did how did you get to that point? What things you have to compromise and sacrifice and stuff like that. That's why we're seeing like these mental breakdowns and like things. It's not because like oh I got the Mercedes and this is, but he does say that in his songs. Like okay I got the thing, but I think there's a, there's a lot of underlying stuff that happens that is causing you know this unsatisfaction ultimately you there's like a level of contentment that people don't have rich or poor and that's also what's causing like you know and it's just american society just to want i want more 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 but if you cannot be happy without then obviously even you getting the money is also still not gonna be that there's like something lacking within you that is you know i'll tell you a story there's two moments in my personal life that made me have a totally different mindset when it comes to um, work, money, success. The first one was after my first movie. Okay. Wrote it, directed it, produced it. All the things. All the stuff. Comes out on Amazon. It Right like when Amazon was first doing video. Big accomplishment. I felt nothing. Mm. I was just like not interested. Um, didn't care. Um, you didn't feel one glint of happiness. Nope. Everybody, congratulations! And I'm like, yep. People watch it. It goes away. They trash it. They love it. Doesn't matter. So I say, all right. I must be feeling this way for some reason maybe it's not the project i wanted to do or something so guess what i do Mm. i make another one yeah and i feel even more nothing i feel even more nothing and that's when i said oh i don't think i care about this i don't think i do you're not passionate about it and i start thinking about like okay i think i don't care about the fact that everything I thought this was going to be just doesn't resonate with me. I don't feel like I'm helping anybody. I don't feel like I'm supporting anybody in any way. I don't feel like when people... It doesn't feel like a service. Yeah, I just feel like I'm doing this thing because that's the brand. That's the Kelby brand. Mm -hmm. Like, you do things. Wow. Yeah. And um, so, so that was the first one. So it left me with a bit of confusion. The second one was when I finally opened up my bank account, uh, my my business bank account, and there was six figures in there. Hey. And uh, around the same time, I had finished paying off a bunch of debt. So I had a bunch of money, and I had a bunch of debt. And I, I remember the feeling of paying off the debt. Like, I'm getting so close. Mm-hmm. The the feeling, it's like I'm going to yeah, burst yeah, yeah. with joy, win. right? Yeah. I remember paying off the final credit card. It was like $3,800. Yeah. And I pressed send. And I thought I was going to be so elated with joy. And I just said, 
This the so then I had to go on this like personal journey. Yes. What is gonna excite me? Yeah. So I know I get excited about the journey. Mm-hmm. That's important to me because okay. like I need to. I th- that has to exist in order for me to f- to feel like the success is warranted. Mm-hmm. But then how do I feel happy about things I've succeeded in? And that was a tough one. The only way I found out to be happy in that sense was to make sure that whatever I offered to somebody, they needed. Mm. Okay. And it worked for them. Yeah. And it affected them positively. Yeah. And and the joy that I was looking for from the movies and from the money and from the this and the that, I get I got one. I made a project for a company and it just it helped them. Like, I remember having a conversation where the guy was like, if it wasn't for you, like we wouldn't really even have the money to send our child to college because the work that you did generated blah, 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 blah. And that's when I was just like, that's that's the key. That's it. That's the key. Other people. Other people. Because if it's always just me, like, okay, Right, right. But other people is so important. And if I take it outside of this conversation, we live in this like me, 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 world. Look at me. Right. And sometimes I don't think you're looking at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. People have to recognize what do I do with these emotions? I have this emotion of I hate my job. I dislike this. I dislike that. And then they don't do anything about it. Mm hmm. Or when they do, they do it for the money. Yeah. And oftentimes, people don't even give all of themselves to what they're doing and then wonder why more things are not coming their way. Yeah. Listen, God does provide people with blessings. For sure. But for the most part, you have to work. You got to earn it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I can resonate with people who are like unhappy in life or they just feel like they're not going anywhere. But you really do have to sit down with yourself at some point and just say, like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And then you have to give it everything. Right. You have to be willing to go through challenges. You have to be able to not just sacrifice, but like I know a lot of people, they don't like challenge at all. Mm. Like it's like soft life no yeah no as and, long as you're comfortable you're not gonna get where you want to no you have to do things that like scare you and that and and be able to accept change which was like a big thing for me lately um because i had to leap over like a fear that i had for the longest and then once i did i'm like wow this whole thing that i've been afraid of doing is actually what I'm supposed to be doing the whole time. And sometimes it's not even that hard. Sometimes you just have to do it. Yeah, it's just getting up. That's and it. Doing and the then thing. you have you're fearful then, of it. Yeah. And then having the confidence and stuff like that. So it's like a lot. But like with the whole gratification thing, I guess for me it's as simple as making someone laugh. And I, I'm, I've always known it's just that. Like okay, you bringing joy to someone today. That is enough. That is the only gratification I need. Um. And then, like, the money comes from, like I said before, when I'm able to actually help people, I'm like, okay, this was good. Yeah. Like, that's it. Helping people really is a true 
true joy. And yeah. I think even sometimes beyond like, what can you do? What can I do for them today? Really yeah. just think about like, what can I do to impact their entire life? And it doesn't even have to be monetarily. It could just be listening. It could be yeah. talking to someone like these things that um, we don't necessarily think of are really invaluable. Yeah. Like, do you visit old homes, old people homes? Uh, I used to with my mom. Mm. Um, but like, uh, well, now, like, I try to come up with like uh, ways to give back within my church and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and like coordinating ideas like the holidays are coming up. So hopefully I can get in with some kind of shelter to like feed. Like I would love to do that. That would be great. I don't even think you need a shelter. You just go outside. And <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah right, they're they're right there. They're yeah, right there. but I, I don't know. It was something nice. Like I remember there was a holiday um, or it was around some holidays that I got to do that um a couple of years ago like before covid happened and i really liked being able to do that so hopefully this thanksgiving will be something similar let's talk about the reasons for the season ooh jesus jesus cristo jesus cristo so you tell me about jesus to you you believe he's black for sure why or do you at think least for brown sure? brown or black yeah. uh why just, is that important to you you know why? Um, there's so many people from my community, from African American community, that like are I, I hear like this like anti-Christian sentiment a lot because of like this white Jesus that has been portrayed that is just simply not true. Like it can't be true. Um, and like I can't remember the name of the guy in history. Um, who the depiction is actually made out of, but it was like this guy's son, and um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a whole thing, but um, it's important to know like the history of um, of like the Old Testament and you know where these people actually came from, um, and stuff like that. There's no way that he was like this white skinned guy from that part of the world at that time. So if people in the African American community are so uh And I hate and, and let me let me say this, like I hate that he's even reduced down to race because honestly, like I personally, I don't, I really wouldn't care what color he was, mm -hmm. um, because it, it's not about the color of his skin; it's more about his message, sure, and, and the things that you know he stood for, and the thing, and the miracles that he, um, it, you know, did. But yeah, I mean, I was gonna say if if Jesus was black, do you think white people would have the same? response of course not well what do you mean by that i think that like no one i feel like every race would probably want jesus to be their race yeah of course like jesus but, is asian to some people yeah 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 um but like no one what white what like looking at our country like the thing, the way that the Bible has been used to like enslave and justify that kind of institution within the United States, there's no like you know Southern white conservative that would worship a black Jesus. That just would not happen. So we've spoken about this a couple times. Mm -hmm. the The Bible talks about the the black man who 
Simon, like you Simon, right? Who helped Jesus carry the cross. The Bible made a big deal about him being this African man who is black, who's obviously very different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So in my thought process, that essentially just tells you right then and there that Jesus is not black. Because if they have to identify a black person as black person who's different than everyone else, then everyone else is not black. So does that change your thought process on Jesus? No, because in like looking, okay, so the Israelites, you know, in the old Testament were enslaved to Egyptians for 400 years in the desert in Egypt, North Africa. There's no way that these people were white. There's no way. Was this Pangea time? I don't know if it's Pangea time. Probably not because they, no. uh, they had to go across the Red Sea. Yeah, so no, this was not yeah. Pangea time at all. No. So, um, yeah, there's no way. So that was obviously this was long before Jesus was even thought about. Um, but, you know, that's the heritage. Those people had to be black. That, um, uh, I don't know about had yeah. to be. Well, they're definitely Just because they're from Africa? They were enslaved in Africa, is what I'm saying. From where? They were Israelites, but they, like, that part of the world was all black. How do you know that? It's in Africa. That doesn't mean that it's so, all black. So, are you saying the Egyptians were also not black? It's a possibility. No, no, it's not. Why Egyptians, are there white South Africans? You you know the answer to that. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Clearly, they came from Europe. Clearly. Okay, okay, okay. Let's take a step back. The first person was a black. Can we agree on that? Let's take a step back. Africa. Mm-hmm. What's the one country in Africa that has never been colonized? I actually don't know the answer to this. It's Ethiopia. Okay. So Ethiopia has, and they're very proud of it. Mm -hmm. Ethiopia has never been colonized. When you look at the people from Ethiopia, they're not super dark skin. Mm -hmm. They're like a shade darker than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's Ethiopian guy in my church. Yeah. That just tells you that just because they're from Africa doesn't immediately determine the fact that they are black or what we perceive is black. Scientifically, you cannot go from white to black. Okay. The first person, clearly, everyone, like, historically. You're saying Adam and Eve are black. Yes. It started in Africa. <laughs> but it, everyone, everyone is from that. Africa. That's where that's where the human race began. Then then explain Asian people. I can't explain them. <laughs> <laughs> that's God created them. I don't know. I They're not from Africa. <laughs> but every that's a historical thing. Like if you look to the everyone like I don't I can't remember what country in modern day, but like I teach history like that. You teaching the kids this? Yes. Okay. Not the Jesus part. Okay. Clearly not the Jesus. You ain't talking about that in nobody's public, you know, institution. But um, yeah, the first person, everyone knows that. But we have to think if everyone is from Africa and Mm -hmm. there's all races and cultures, there's everything from Hispanics, blacks, whites, and Asians. Yep. Right. They're all from Africa, so that 
your argument is null and void because everyone stems from Africa. All races yeah, yeah, yeah. stem from Africa. They do. S- but and you're saying that the first person is from Africa, therefore mm-hmm. they're black. But if all races stem from Africa, we're all black. <laughs> maybe everyone has a trace of black in them. Like right, think about right. Moroccan people. There's a lot of Moroccan Jews. Mm-hmm. They're not black. Mm-hmm. Morocco's in Africa. Yeah, but they that. Northern Africans, like, and Egyptians mated with, like, Arab people. That's how their skin was lightened. Arab African people? No, like, Middle Eastern people. Yeah, but they're from Africa. So how did they become them? I don't know how the the colorization has happened. But That's what I'm saying. You- it's impossible to say with... The level of surety. That okay, you, so what color was Jesus? He was a blonde hair, blue eye guy. You really believe that? I think the Bible says Jew, uh, um, uh, Jesus was a Jewish man with hair like wool, right? Wool. Okay. Does wool sound like a white person's hair? Answer me that. It sounds like a Jewish person's hair. Jewish people have that thick, curly like, hair. Like black people. Uh-huh. Yeah, some of them have uh-huh. hair like I wouldn't say like black people, like, but it's mm-hmm. thicker than that stringy blonde hair. Uh, exactly. It's different. Seems like it might have originated in Africa. Like everyone. But yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. No, but like there's no way. If if they're saying Jesus had hair like wool, who has woolly hair? Jewish people. Black people. They're not the only people with woolly hair. Okay. I you would have to connect the dots for me for this to make sense. Because if you can explain that all rate all just life be, just because the, it doesn't say that Jesus was a brown skinned man doesn't mean he's not brown skin. Okay. He could be brown skinned. Mm-hmm. He could be olive skinned. I maybe. He could be. He could have he could have been. He could have been. There's another factor that you're not thinking of. Hmm. Jesus DNA doesn't have to match where he's from. He doesn't have a, a earthly father. No, that's true. Yeah. And he was created by immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. So, could he have looked like the people of that area? Yes, but could he have also looked different? Yeah. He's the one person who was created without a dad. Mm-hmm. But woolly hair, come on. Woolly hair is not white. Sorry. But the argument is not that Jesus is white. The argument is, I don't know if Jesus is black. I, at the very least, I mean, I don't I wasn't there either. I wasn't there in 33 AD. <laughs> but what I can say, he had to be brown. Of sorts. He had to be, yeah. Okay, tell me about the the first black Israelites. Tell me about that. Uh, I, I just believe, like, um, now, see, I don't, I feel like, like I said before, I feel like I need to do more research on it, but I believe for, um, for people to, for Adam and Eve to have came from Africa, I, I honestly believe they were black. Um, and starting out, like, I think it was, like, the tribes, like, Noah's sons and stuff like that 
were the different, um, like the Egyptians, I think were like, came from like Ham, which is like Noah's son or something like that. Um, and I feel like all of those people of that area were original, like God's chosen people. I just, I, like I said before, I cannot picture people being enslaved in Africa. Mind you, I've been to Egypt, so I know what these, these, you know, post-colonialized Egypt. Listen, the noses are knocked off of the statues for a reason because they were wide black people noses. So clearly whites had a reason to take these noses off because we can't have people believing that Egyptians were black and that they built these, you know, structures like pyramids and things like that. But Egypt is not the land of the chosen people. Yeah, but the chosen people were enslaved there. I don't, I honest, I can't imagine that Israelites being enslaved in Egypt for four hundred years would be white people. And it just but let's makes say they're sense. not white. Let's say they're Jewish. Okay, Jewish. Jewish as a race. Yeah, I don't. I don't picture that at all. And then further that. Hold on, I was thinking something. I wasn't before you said that you like. Um, it'll come back to me, but. Yeah, I don't. Do you think Jewish people are white? I think some of them can be. Explain that. Maybe converted. No, let's say Jewish the race. Jewish the race. Like like their mom is Jewish and like. Jewish the race, not the religion. Okay. Like we're not talking about a Polish Jew. We're okay. not talking about a Russian Jew. Okay. We're talking about a Jewish person who is Jew by race. I think there can be some, but I feel like the original Jews were black. But that's I'm not saying anything. I'm saying the same thing Kanye said. But I I ultimately believe, yeah. So do you think, when you say you believe that the original Jews were black, are you saying that you think that black people are the original chosen, chosen people? people? Yeah. So you think that modern day Jews are not the the nation of Israel that God has blessed? I don't know. I can't say if I'm not going to say that they're not, but I'm going to say based on like the way things have gone and what happened? No, go ahead. The way the way things um, have panned out for black people. As far as like the amount of talent, the amount of hate we get from everyone, like it, we're the chosen people. That's what it is. People hate not only what they don't know, but they hate when they innately know that a race has an amount of talent, like. I'm going to really sound like I'm just like some anti-white, anti-whatever, every other race. But it's true, though. Like, the plight of black people has been so just, well, I don't even know the word for this, but has been, it's been so hard. There's no way that we are not the chosen people. Okay, what if, so? okay, I had a conversation with a Jewish lady maybe three months ago. Mm -hmm. And she told me that a lot of Jewish people have a very financially backed mindset. 
So they enter in fields and career paths that will render a lot of Jewish people, Israeli Jews, very successful. Mm -hmm. And they get a lot of hate for that. Um, But let's stop at success, like financial success. Mm -hmm. Could somebody make the argument that the average Jewish person is financially wealthy and therefore that could be a gift towards the chosen people versus black people have just plight after plight after plight after plight and yes we have talent but even in in today's world like jay-z's lyric is still kind of correct like you're not oj yeah you see what i'm saying so like would God, would God say, hey, you're my chosen people. Here's a bunch of pain. Now, before you answer this, mm-hmm. Job. Ooh, ooh. Exactly. Job. What a perfect example. Yes, but Job ended up getting blessed. Uh-huh. So maybe our blessing is on its way. Hallelujah. Maybe our blessing is on its way. Maybe the blessing is, here's the thing. When you have God, you are rich. When you are God's chosen people, you are rich. Even without the money, even without the, look at the plight of like slavery and how bad that was. And for a race of people to survive something so horrific and to still have faith and to still have hope, we still won. Even when it looks like we're losing, we still won. And we still continue to win because we have something in it in us that's like innate that we know, despite what it looks like on the outside, despite things, you know, that have to be able to still fight and still persevere. We we are the strongest race. Like I, I said it. What other race has gone through that much and continues to go through so much and is still fighting to do better? You can't, it, it's un, it's incomparable. The only race that could compare is Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They've gone through Holocaust. slavery. Mm-hmm. They've gone through the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I, um, I what was your, the original question was about, um, oh, I like how financially blessed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I mean, God blesses everybody, <laughs> you know, the just and, you know, the Bible verse about God, was the just and the unjust. So I can't say that like, oh, because this group of people has money that that makes them, uh, you know, more than someone else. Like, I don't think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, maybe not more, but like, um, let, let's say the money is the outcome of a certain like mindset or uh, blessed with certain talents that can spread throughout most of the people. So let's say like in black culture, mm-hmm. um, a lot of our icons are within one field. It's not to say that we don't have other people in successful ventures. Like we have plenty of doctors, plenty of lawyers. We had a president, like we had a lot of successful people. Uh, but in black America, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of our eyes are like through entertainment and stuff like that. And when we look at media, sports. 
Say it again. Sports. And Sports. Th- those are like fields that have a very, very high um, 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 entrance, like mm-hmm. border, you know, ability to enter that field. So that means that there's just smaller is a very small group of hyper successful people versus Jewish people like have a mindset of when they have like a culture that supports one another. You know, they mm-hmm. pursue ventures that help out a lot of their own communities. It's, it's kind yeah, of ooh, different. I was talking about that today, man. I hate that. I hate that for us within our race. I feel like black people don't do enough to help each other because it comes from like this, like I hate to say it, but it's like this scarcity mindset. Like I feel like black people kind of, Feel and it and this is my experience. I'm speaking on. Um, I feel like because they don't feel like they have it, so they gotta you know let me keep this to myself instead of reaching back to help somebody else. Like I feel like the communities that I see and I've experienced, even in because you know I'm black and Latina, but like I've experienced more community and like more outreach within the Latin community than I have in the and I hate that. I hate that, like, I've literally, like, even other friends, like, within the acting community have said things like, oh, well, you know, don't read this part, like, we're reading an audition, and that comment's like, oh, well, you're gonna get this over me. It's like this, like, scarcity, like, jealous, instead of saying, like, hey, like, what's for me is for me, and why aren't we helping each other? Hey, I heard about this casting. Hey, I heard about this thing. I don't feel like there's enough community within the black community. I don't see enough of us helping each other. You know, like when, when, you know, some immigrants, especially from what I can see, like the Asian community, when they come to the United States, like they're all going to stay with each other and try to start businesses together and do all these things. Like, I just don't see that in our communities and in our families, at least in the African American communities. Now, what I can say in the black Caribbean, like that, that feels like more community. But the African American community, I don't see enough help within ourselves. Like, and like, like, like you. I know you're smiling, but my fr- my Haitian friends, like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, you, know, you can stop. You can stop right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, like, there's more of like a sense of family and like closeness, and that I don't have in my African American. Like, there's no support. Like, there's none. This is what I can say as a first generation black American, but I'm from my family's from Haiti. My parents are very big on not just doing, but doing well. Mm. And something that I notice in media is always that the standards for people of color is super low. Yeah. If we go back, like if we go back to what we were talking about, trade school, yeah, like how, how is that the how is that the goal? Right. And it's like I understand that is a response to people feeling like college they wasted their money or mm-hmm. they didn't get something from it. But like there actually could just be a different like uh, conversation. Yeah. Yes, some people can go to trade school and they could be very successful, but you'll ultimately find a lot of people who go to trade school don't find the success that they're looking for until they start the venture on their own Mm -hmm. and which requires a different set of skills or even some doctors. Like there's more doctors today getting MBAs because they're like, okay, I understand how to do the job, but I need to know how to scale it as a business. So 
there's this heavy push in, I would say, a lot of foreign cultures. Like, Asian people and Caribbean people, I feel, mm-hmm. are very similar yeah. because parents are so into schooling. Oh, yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. just, like, schooling for schooling. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you have to be able to pinpoint what the next step is after the schooling. Yeah. Like when I told my parents, I'm going to go study acting. That's when they were like, this This guy has mental problems. Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. Cause it's like, why would you go spend money to do this thing? And then we came here, we were already broke, not going to be broke. Like it was this, it's a totally different mindset. Yeah. And I think that our, like our community is like, yeah, we want to push people just having like good steady jobs, but it goes back to that early conversation of like, what are your goals? A lot yeah. of people are just like thrown in this thing that they're just like steady job, go start a family. Mm-hmm. But they're like, wait a minute, you have to start empowering people to recognize what their potential is Yeah, and say, yes, you want to be an electrician. You want to be a plumber, go do that. Yeah. But also I'm not going to limit your capacity to, to say that. that that's like that's just as go far do that. as you can go. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I understand, again, it's a response to college. But the conversation has to change from like, don't go to college to yeah. what did you study? Yeah. What are yeah. you pursuing? Do, and creating strategies that help us, because I don't think white people or Asian people or other races experience that. No one tells, maybe like trailer park trash, but <laughs> nobody tells like Asian people go to trade school. Yeah, they do not yeah. tell them that. Their their like dreams are up here. Yeah, They're like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm right. gonna be an engineer. I'm gonna own this company. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and that's that. And their parents expect that to happen. Oh, and when it doesn't it happen, happen, they're like, I know you're yeah. not acting like an American. Right, 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 right. Well, it, and 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 the thing is, it's not just um, it, it it's a racism that's embedded in every sense of society. So this is like a conversation that will go on forever. But you know, but it's not just a a, a black thing it's it's a thing of like all right in school we're we're gonna teach you these certain things and your schools aren't as good and it's it's and it's so much deeper than even just like the um there the a black african-americans um you know sense of not telling their kids to go to school it's it's um it's the value it's a value and it's also like the school the level of education and we've talked about this like off a podcast but like the level of education like i can tell you within my home county in florida uh the schools that are on the south side that are predominantly black now are doing bad like the level of education and they don't put the money into that so mm-hmm. then you, of course you're gonna have the all these students on the on the north side or the white side of town that are doing immensely better and are going to the better colleges and these teachers don't care about the students and so it starts at a young age and unfortunately like if the parent doesn't already have a college degree themselves mm-hmm. they cannot they I, can't even envision yes like all that because it's not it. important that's what i yeah. was going to say the the desire for your family to be an educated family doesn't 100% rely on underfunded schools or whatever because there's enough stories and enough people who have 
overcome the odds. Like I am so passionate about changing my dynamic Mm -hmm. that yes, I may go to a school that's underfunded or this or that, but mom and dad says you are going to do this. I'm going to instill the desire Mm -hmm. for greatness inside of you. And they excel, exceed, they go to Harvard, they go to Princeton, they go wherever they want to go. And, and that is different. I think there's a lot of issues that stem beyond what we can point at other people and, and, and say, the more our society tells people like that ain't important. Like I saw an article the other day that said the schools in Oregon are essentially just saying that, um, if you, if you failed a test, they're just going to curve it by like oh 50%. Like some West Coast shit for real. You know what I mean? Like it's Yo. just more. And then yeah. I, I'll tell you a story. I you went, don't need to have good grades. We'll no, the grade. To you. But they're like, well, grades are bad because a oh, grades are God. racist. And oh. grades, like, you never heard this? <laughs> no, that sounds crazy. Yeah, they said that like standardized testing is racist because not everybody's good at this taking good, tests. Making a generation of dummies. But I, I went to uh, what school was it? Northern California. Might have been Berkeley. Okay. So I go and I visit there. And this guy was giving us a tour and he goes, um, you know, I'm very excited to tell you guys that uh, for the first time we are eliminating uh, SAT scores as we enter, like we bring students oh, wow. into the school because it's more, we have the, a goal to bring in more black and brown students. Okay. Full stop right there. So I say, um, why did you have to eliminate SAT scores in within an effort to bring in black and brown students. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the question I'm asking? Yeah. What was his answer, though? He was like, well, we just recognize that not all students are capable of taking the tests and are like good test takers. Mm-hmm. So we're just reaching out to people to give them more opportunity. The next thing he said had me even more perplexed. He was like, if there are white students that come from uh, um, a family that is high income, they will have to pay the full tuition. But black and brown students who are coming from like lower income families, they can essentially go for free. Great. Um, Not great. It is great because that that is literally a reason why a lot of black people don't go. I don't got the money. I don't want to pay back no damn loans. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Are you about to say that you're against affirmative action too? No, no, no. Listen, I'll start off with the, the black and brown testing part. Okay. So this is supposed to be a, this is supposed to be a school that is like in high regard. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, high Berkeley regard. Berkeley is huge. I think it was Berkeley. I can't totally remember, okay. but I think it was Berkeley. But this is actually very bad for black students. And this is why. They're going to go to that school and they are not prepared for the kind of education that that school is going to provide them because that school is designed for students who took a test who pass at a certain capacity. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. So I asked the guy, what happens to the students who are not who are not prepared for the way you guys teach? It's not to say you're not capable, but what happens to the students who are not prepared for the way you teach? 
do you slow down the class Mm-mm. or do they fail out? He goes, it's a little bit of both. Huh? So you're telling me that students who are in a program, they can keep up at the pace in which you're teaching, but you you have to slow it down for black kids who just can't get it or they fail out. If a black student comes to your school and then they fail out, that's just you saying, well, I tried to help them. It's not real help. It's not real help. The real help is the preparation. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because you all work in education. I'm going to speak on this test taking. Just because someone gets a bad SAT score does not mean they're unqualified to go to a college. It's understood. So so saying that like, oh, you know, we're going to let them in because of that. And I don't know. That seems weird that they're saying like, oh, black and brown people are the only ones that fail tests. That seems like some bullshit. Yeah, but this is in 2020. I don't care. George Floyd, all that stuff. Oh, okay. So they were like trying to help. Okay, well, I don't think, but I I will strongly say like there are like students that I work with, smart kids, but they are not good at certain things. And that's not to say that, oh, like they don't deserve a a seat at the table. Yeah, they just, you You have to. You could have have straight A's in, in, in school and just be a bad test taker. You're not understanding my point. Hmm. My point is not so much about they don't deserve a seat at the table. They just might need to have a different vantage point at the table. The school is designed for students who learn a certain way. Yeah. So if you're if you know you're not one of those students and they're happily happy to reduce the quality of the education that these other kids are paying for, but you're getting to go for free with the mindset that, oh, if you can't figure it out, you'll just fail out. That's a total disservice to the people that you're claiming to help. What most likely these students who you're trying to help, they need a different form of education. Maybe they They need, need a trade school. No, they just need to go to a college that can speak their language. I don't think these students are inept. I I feel like whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if your school is designed for SAT students who pass it at a certain score, come to the school, we teach in the same language as Mm -hmm. this SAT score. If you're going to get rid of the SAT score but still teach in the same way, you're doing them a disservice. I hear what you're saying, but I I went to a regular college first and – I could tell you a SAT score, like I did, you know, good or whatever. I did all right on my SAT scores. That's not what, that's not what made or break me. That's not what makes or breaks kids. Now, if, now if he said, oh, I'm going to let these students in who have a 1.0, I would be like, what the fuck? But if these kids got a low SAT score, but they're good in school, they deserve to be there and they, and they would keep up. That's what I'm saying. College is nothing but a bunch of standardized testing. No, it's more than that. It's a lot of standardized testing. There's a lot of tests. There's a lot of projects. There's a lot of 
you got what the privilege that I feel like you're overlooking is all these white kids that have been able for years at uh, most of these schools are have been all white universities that would not let black people in just based on their skin color. They got in because they paid their way. They got in because of somebody they know, constant hookups. Mm. So so fucking what if a school wants to give out some free scholarships because some black and brown kids didn't do well on a test. They still probably had to do well in high school to even get to college. That is true. That is true. I just think that is bad. It's it's in poor taste to say the standards are lowered for you. I, imagine you you go to work and everyone says we had to do all this stuff to get here. And then you just say like, oh, well, I'm I got this because they had some initiative because they felt bad for me. It's not even a like proper. It, it, it wouldn't. It like, wouldn't have to be done if shit wasn't so racist and fucked up for the longest time. This that's is why, understood, but I, I'm I'm just saying like the way that they stated yeah, it. Yeah, the way it sounds it, it, fucked it up. It doesn't help. I don't think it helps. I think it does. I I don't think it helps because, like, I think I think that if these schools think about college football. Think about college football. Mm-hmm. What do these coaches do before any student runs on the field? They go to their high school when they, or or in middle school, scout them, and then make sure that there's a path for them to get to the point that they want them to be in. I'm saying that earlier on in the in the programs in high school and middle school, mm-hmm. the preparation is not enough for us because they're just going to turn around and say like, Oh, we just had to make things easier so that the black people can come in. No, we're more than capable of doing it your way, our way anyway. We are. So, so, but, but, but I think it brings in more divide. I I think it brings in more divide. I feel like what you're about to say is, Oh, we shouldn't have had affirmative action. Listen, my mom, only reason she got into this PWI, this white school Mm -hmm. was literally because of affirmative action. It's not because like of anything else. Like, yes, she was smart enough to get in there. She had the GPA and everything, but black people literally weren't allowed to go to these places. So yeah, the handouts have to be there. It's the least you could fucking do because we're at a point. We got states like even Florida, right? Right now has no affirmative action they literally don't have to let you in mm. so if you're if you're bringing the argument of like oh trade schools and blah 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 like they're doing this be in like low-balling black people and stuff like that well guess what we're at a place in life where like they can literally be like no we don't have to do this anymore so guess what the schools can go back to being all white okay let's talk about affirmative action then. yep i think affirmative action is the right move as an incentive for a period of time. I don't think peri- uh, affirmative action is something that was de- that was meant to last forever. As generations go on, the country will have a different view of race every single generation. So certain things will have to like slowly unravel and then hopefully society will say, all right, everybody can mingle together now and we don't have to force anything. So, yeah, it's understood if your mom had to go to a predominantly white school and she's positively affected by the policies of affirmative action. This can actually positively affect us as well. It's it's very clear 
that it is necessary in order for people to not have to overlook black people. At the same time, I think if you're going to say black people are the chosen people, we're so good at this. We're so strong at that. We're so good. The marketing should never be. We are going to lower the stuff that the smart whites can do, just like Joe Biden, President Joe Biden said, oh, uh, um, Poor black people can be as oh, smart as come white on. people. Oh, like, God. come on. Yeah. Th- that has that to stop. Yeah, yeah. The it way has they say to the stop. Things. Correct. I see because, what you're saying. Because now, way. like, every single time you get something, you there's going to be this chip on your shoulder of it being like, was I good enough or was I black enough? And that's when I just feel like in certain cases, like, you have to let certain things unravel because it, it, it actually kind of does a little bit more harm each round where some things are not necessary. Now you have schools saying now you have schools saying to help the blacks, we're going to lower the standards. No, we can do it. Trust me, we can do it. Of course, we're smart enough and blah, 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 blah. But if the opportunities are literally not given to you, it doesn't fucking matter. It does not matter. Here's the, like I said before, like our education is literally not the same. If we are in a shit school it, on our side of town, your parents don't, don't economically, they don't have a car and mm-hmm. things like that to get you to a, a white school that's better. Mm-hmm. You are born into fuckery that you can like almost not get out of because you are literally given a shit end of a stick. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They are marking it in a fucked up ass way. That's bullshit. Yeah. But literally, like if you are given like some school that's an F school and that's all, you know, how is that fair? Like you literally don't even have the proper tools. Like it's, it's, you're fucked from jump. Okay. I think, uh, and that's a that's the case in a lot of these inner city schools. They don't get the funding. Like you're doomed from the beginning. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I think that when we talk about what education means to people. We can always point at the school. The school doesn't have the funding. The government doesn't want to do this. Right? Um, And I understand that when you're born into a a form of disadvantage. Institutionalized. Right? Now, everything becomes much more difficult. But it doesn't mean that you can't. It doesn't mean that you can't. You have to remember. Everything. And I'm going to get religious. But I feel Mm -hmm. like everything the devil does. Mm -hmm. He makes it sound like candy. Everything he does. You're like. Well that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Gotta be able to sell it. Right. Mm -hmm. And. Again. I think when you're 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 given something on a platter, you have to you have to first like analyze what it is that you're being given. Mm-hmm. 
And it's almost like saying like, yeah, I'm going to give you this, but you, I'm going to give you a million dollars. You just have to let me like pee on you. That's it. Like, I, th- right. Mm-hmm. That's all, all you have to do is mm-hmm. just let me pee and poop on you. And that's <laughs> it. So we live in a racist country. Yeah. That racist country will never turn around and not give you a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Hey, you're so capable of doing this. We're just going to make everything so much easier. So you could just. Right. That, 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 that doesn't help the brand of black people. It just makes other white people just have the the thought that they can't even do this stuff. They have to make it easier for them. And then now, like what what you thought you were dealing with as a form of racism has just morphed into a different form of racism where now society just thinks you're just you're just here because we gave it to you. Who cares what they think? At least like I know I'm capable if you gave me. You know, the free ride to Berkeley. I know I deserve to be here. I don't give a fuck. People, these people are going to be racist regardless. Even if we didn't get these so-called handouts. they It, it is what it is. That so you would let somebody pee and poop on you for the million dollars? Of course not. But what's the solution then? What's the solution? There's so many other solutions. Okay, name There's, one. We have plenty of HBCUs. We have, like... Well, all I'm saying is I wouldn't I wouldn't give up my integrity for a school that is just going to put me on this diversity poster. Like, we got a black guy here. Like, no, no, no. I like this is not the only school. It's Mm -hmm. just not. I'm sorry, but I can't be the person who's here out of the kindness of your heart. Mm -hmm. If I really deserve to be here. We have to take 10 steps back. Prepare me to be here. If you're going to prepare all the white students to be here, they got to jump through all these hoops. They got to pay for the college. They got to do all this stuff. You should have to pay too. Hmm. Listen, I believe in scholarships. I believe in deserved scholarships. Yeah. I, I just think that when a report comes out, here's an example. There's a very famous case with Barack Obama. And he was a lawyer for this neighborhood of black people who claimed that they couldn't get um, home loans. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's true. That's a real thing. Right. They couldn't get these home loans. The bank or business loans, business loans, home loans, whichever one Mm -hmm. the blank, the bank claimed or the mortgage company claimed they didn't give the people the home loans because (coughs) they didn't have the collateral to pay it back. They didn't have the income, blah, blah, blah. That's the story that they told. Everyone says it's BS. We have this. So they get the home loans. They sue. They get the home loans. And then the number of defaulted loans is like astronomically high. And it's like in the 90% percentile range. And then now you're like... Now you're, you're you're receiving this as them being like, well, we threw you a bone. Don't ask for any more. That's the feeling. That's mm. the feeling of like, we're just waiting for you to fuck. We, we're waiting for you to fail. We're making sure you're not prepared. Uh-huh. We're making sure that we lower <laughs> the standard. Mm. Then when you come here, it's not that you're incapable of doing it. We're just ill prepared. Mm-hmm. So when you fail... We say, oh, well, we already we can put them in here. Mm-hmm. We try. It's unacceptable. 
I think we have to have like a longer vision of what we're trying to do. We, it can't just be like n- nearsighted of like, well, they just gave it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, they gave it to me. <laughs> well, I came. Like, yes, it works for some people who truthfully deserve it. Yes, take the opportunity if you know you deserve it. But I'm not going to be there as the person that you push onto the stage to say, like, he couldn't do what the other whites did, but we figured it out. No, no. So you rather you rather have to pay and not get any scholarships. And I told you I believe in scholarships, mm-hmm. deserved scholarships. I There's believe in that. Of people. I believe in deserved scholarship, but but y'all not just going to pick people up and then just be like, see what we gave them. I don't think that I feel like wherever you went, whatever school, I feel like, yeah, what they said is, you know, uh, bad marketing. They set it up wrong and stuff like that. But I believe that they are whoever they're letting into their school. Trust me, they don't have one point O's. They don't have two point O's. Maybe they didn't. Okay, so shit. They didn't do well in the SATs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they don't deserve to be there. I just think they shouldn't talk about it in that way. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't. Maybe they should just keep it general. Like, hey, we're 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 revising our percentage of like we're revising our diversity plan. Right. Yeah. We're revising our diversity plan to make to ensure that deserving students who need to be here, want to be here and deserve to be here are here. Don't tell me that I'm giving you a little crumb off the table. Yeah. Don't tell me that I'm making this easier for y'all so you could get here. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Uh, To me, I just don't accept that, you know, and at work, like when I think about like what I do when I work, I always think about that. Like there, there's, there's one client that told me like, you know, I really like working with you because our lawyer loves that you're black. Oh, that's literally like discredit. That's what they told me. That's fucked up. And that was just like, Oh, but okay. But what about my work? Yeah. The work that I do. Right. Oh, that's great. But like, we just love that you're black. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry, but no, I just don't accept that. I you know, you that. so it's just I they, I they said it. They He said it wrong for sure. Like, oh, yeah, we're giving you the crumbs off our table. We're we're hooking you dummies up. That's what that sounds like. Would you accept that? Well, of course not. But then also. Yeah, you would. Well, I, I would accept the money, but I also know I'm I have a right to be there because I had a high GPA. I was involved in groups. I absolutely deserve it. Hmm. Yeah. If your parents were high earning, but you're black, and they go, your parents make money, you got paid to go. If my parents made money, okay, fine. I, I pay to go, I guess. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, damn, can we get a break somewhere? I do feel like that. You know I feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't feel like we have breaks? In America Barely. at all? Not enough. We haven't even gotten reparations. You know how I feel about that. Tell tell the world. I don't, they don't know. Well, uh, we haven't got... We were like the only race that like has not been acknowledged for the heart. How many millions of dollars? And we know millions of dollars during that time was like an incredible amount of money. 
and like none of those promises of 40 acres and a mule, whatever that would equal out to nowadays, none of those. And it's like, it's barely acknowledged. And I, I hate to bring, I'm, I, I don't hate to bring, it is what it is. Japanese internment camps, Japanese were paid a certain amount. I don't know how much, but like other atrocities that happen in the world, these groups were given, you know, either monetary, uh, an apology, something. With us, it's always get over it, get over it, get over it. Black people are lazy. Oh, we're lazy now because we ain't working for free? Is that it? Like, the, the reparations is so long overdue, it's not even funny. And the fact that all these presidents get in office, even this current one, and I don't mean to get political, but like, we got a black woman up there. She ain't mentioned it yet. So, yeah. You know you can only get half the money. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> there was slavery in the Caribbean, too. Yeah, but that's the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. All right, well, maybe I should get a check from there, too. Two checks. All right, if you're watching this show, let me know. How much do you think you deserve... For reparations. And how much you think Crystal should get? Half of that? Ah, you're such a hater, though. <laughs> how much you should you? Oh, yeah, you're Haitian, so actually you won't get one either. But I know you ain't pressing for it. You're like, I don't need reparations. I'm a made man. <laughs> I'm rich. Mm. I'm not rich. You see where we're shooting. I got tile, I got bathroom tile throughout the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> but he got a Maserati in the drive-thru. Yeah, I got the old Hyundai. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think I would because I'm born here. I get like 15%, a little something. You were born here, but were your parents? Were, do are you Eidos? Uh, Eidos? Uh, African descendant of slaves? I should do the 23andMe. You should give those people more of your DNA. <laughs> but, but, but there's like a bloodline for sure. I have generations and generations of like. You think your great, great was a grand, was a slave? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's like roots in, I have roots like in Georgia, so absolutely. How you know that? My mom, family. So I definitely get the reparations. Get a little something. Mm. We'll slide you a little something. A little something. We can have a real talk about reparations later on. Okay. In February? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good month. It's a good month to talk about it. That's a good month to talk about it. But Maybe. since we're entering the holiday season, um, when everybody listens to this, we'll be deep into November. So um, shout out to everybody who's listening to this. Hopefully very soon you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You cooking? You making Velveeta? I'm not cooking. I, I am not the Thanksgiving cook at all. Or the daily cook. really. I cook maybe one time a day. That's it. One meal, like dinner time. And then you buy everything else? Yeah. We're going to work on that. I know. I need to work on that. going to work on that. I got a meal prep. You just get Gross. sick of eating the same thing every day. That's the, Like, ideally, like, oh, on a Sunday or on a Monday, I cook everything for the week. But, like, who really wants to take the same lunch every day? I mean, you can make it for three days. Yeah. I do need to work on that. But I'm a very busy person. <laughs> okay. Big money. Well, you big money. Me. Trying to get like you, dog. Yeah, I'm trying to get like you, dog. 
get my little 50 <laughs> percent. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching this episode. Uh, if you liked it, please leave a, a like or a comment. Share this with your friends. Um, should we start an email list? Let me know. Mm. Um, if so, that's going to be a really fast way to grow the episode or, or grow the show. Um, uh, if you like us, if you like us, slide into our DMs and let us know. Mm. Um, spe- especially Crystal. <laughs> Tell people what you like. Long walks on the beach. Long streams of income. Uh. Right, <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Woo!